Hello! Hey! Welcome to Axio, podcast made for university students living life. That's right, because you guys have a lot to deal with, and this will help you deal with all those things easier. Give you that actionable step. Let's get into it. Hello, everyone. You know what? I'm going to, you know, you know who I am, but I'm going to say it after Shay says her name. Go ahead, Shay. <laughs> how about you? Hi, yeah, I'm Shay. <laughs> and I'm Gary. Welcome to Actio. Anyway, so we're going into this episode in a different mood all of a sudden. And we've been talking a lot about university, but we've yet to share our perspectives on university and the role of school in our lives. So Shay, like, what do you think of university? What do you think of the educational system? So power to the people. Sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> there could be like a whole episode about me ranting about the education system, but rant with power with emotion. Let yeah. them have it. I'll I'll start with high school because I think I treated it differently than how I treat university. Um, throughout high school, I was like wanting to get all these scholarships and. I, I just ended up using school as, like, a way to just get good grades, like, get straight A's. And that was my goal. And from that experience. Question, question Shay. Yeah. Straight A's, right? Uh-huh. What nationality are you? Just just random question for the listeners. I'm, I'm half Japanese, uh-huh. half Filipino. So what do you say that you were an Asian? <laughs> you <got good>. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's funny, guys. I'm not um, culturist or anything. It's just no, no, no. Gary's <laughs> just a dad. Wow, wow. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a dad. I don't have any kids right now at the time of this podcast. <laughs> Go ahead, Shay. Continue. You're yeah. using school um, as basically a stepping stone to the next step, getting good grades to get scholarships. Yeah. Um, was that instilled by you, or was that instilled by your parents? I think, I think it was both. I have like this nature I have this competitive nature where I just want to do the best in whatever I'm doing and in school it it was to get A's and my whole purpose throughout high school was to just get scholarships and what about relationships high school best time of your lives no no boys no 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 girls no boys okay no boys just my best friend oh (laughs) was your best friend a female or male Female. Really? Yeah. Oh, your best friend from the... Yeah, yeah, oh, from that photo. <laughs> yeah. I always talk about my best friend. <laughs> oh, great. So, no relationships um, focused on them scholarship money. Yeah. Girls have such a good drive. And then when I got to university, I realized, like, oh, these people that didn't get straight A's also got scholarships. Because school is not just for getting good grades. and in- Preaching to the choir. School is not just <laughs> for getting good grades. Take that to the bank, people. Yeah. And when I got to university, I changed my mindset on school. I I was like, okay, like I still need to be a good student because at the time when I first got into university, I also wanted to go into um, conventional medicine. And so I was like, okay, I need to incorporate some volunteering. I need to work. Check those boxes. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. What is it, 40 hours of community service? (laughs) Go ahead. And also do well in school. 
So I started to balance out my time more in university and now I'm doing all those things. And I think of school like an investment in myself because some people might go straight into whatever career that they want to go to, but the career that I want to go into, I have to go to school and it would be... And what is that career? So right now I have my mindset on naturopathic medicine. So if she's going to heal people, I believe she needs school. <laughs> so I agree. You agree. Yeah. Go so ahead. if I'm going to be in school for like the next so two more years, three more years, so I don't let's, know. Let's skip the details. No, no, no. We know, we know it no one needs to know that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so if I'm going to be in school for a while, then I might as well use it to my advantage. And... Now I see all these resources at school, like I go to Simon Fraser University in Vancouver. And wow, someone's going to stalk you giving them that information. I feel like it's just everywhere in my social media. I, I don't get scared about that. But there are so many resources where you can meet new people in different faculties, you can join clubs. You can do all these things that you can't do if you're not in school. So right now, I'm just trying to take advantage of all the things that I can do because I pay thousands of dollars to be here. Preach. That's it. We are juicing every orange that school gives us. And I'm interested to hear your experience because when I first met you, you're like, oh, yeah, I transferred from McGill. And I'm like... This guy is a genius. <laughs> well, genius is a loose term. So let's 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 get this straight here. You're saying that your mentality towards school changed from one of utility, which you used to get grades and scholarships, to one of usefulness and a resource to you in order for you to continue to advance both your career mm -hmm. and your network. Yeah. Amazing. Um yes. Is it my turn? It's talk? it's your turn. Interesting. Um, I went to school, my background, uh, I went to school twice. I went to high school twice. Two separate times. Like, what do you mean? Okay. So, in, I went to, I grew up in a country called Jamaica. It's a third world country at the time. Um, after one night of almost being stabbed while I was on my way home running, uh, shortly after that, we migrated to Canada. Mm-hmm. Immigrant. <laughs> Great. Um, what happened, though, the first time I went to school, in high school, um, in Jamaica, I graduated at 16. It's normal to do that. Um, typical graduation age in uh, Canada and the U.S. is 18, 19. Right. So I was three years, two years early to the party of graduation. Um, the first time I was in high school, it was just like anyone else's high school story. I asked this girl to the prom. It was this big thing, big show, big letters. I played on sports teams, almost went national, um, bought roses, bought like, that was a lovely time. I was just, I, who cared about scholarships? My parents were paying the bill, who mm. cares? It was just great. Um, I enjoyed it so much. I got caught up in all the drama, like who's dating who, who's with this, who's, who's doing the after school activities. All these things, um, and, and on top of that, people would call me what you say is a jock. A jock is like the guy who's in the sports. Right. Um, that being said, I was privileged to go to a high school in Jamaica that is, it's an elitist society in Jamaica in classes. 
So I was able to go to the top high school there, which meant that to get into high school in Jamaica, for you to understand this principle, is that it's based on two factors, where you live and also what grades you get on a standardized test that determines which high school you go to. This is not the normal case in Canada and the U.S. In Canada and the U.S., it's based in zones. So if you happen to live near a school, you'll go to that school. In Jamaica, they separate you based on your area and tests, which means that the higher test score you get, the more likely are you to go to a certain school. So what ends up happening after 10 years of this is all the schools become in a ranking system because all the smart people who end up contributing to society ends up going to one particular school or a group of schools. Mm-hmm. So I found myself at the top school at the time, which is Campion College in Jamaica. It was a, it's a co-ed school, which means that everyone there, let's put it this way, there's a standard aid test and to get into Campion, you need to get 97% average. Wow. So everyone there at that school got 97 on a standardized That's test that, that happened across the country. So I say all this to say everyone was smart, mm-hmm. but it was now that you're smart, what else can you do? So when I say a jock, of course I'm smart, but I was just sports. I just did sports. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, my first time in high school was just the greatest time. I loved it. Enjoyed <laughs> it. Great. Um, the second time around was when I left Jamaica and I came to Canada. What happened was between leaving Jamaica after graduating high school, I was 16. I was too young for university um, for Canada. I just didn't have enough credits. Mm-hmm. And instead, um, about four months, I was out of school. It was the longest summer of my life. It was great. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that summer, actually, I'll tell you this. I'll, I'll tell you what happened during the summer after I tell you I got into school the second time around. The second time around when I got into school... I did not have fun. I did not do any sports. I did not do any extracurricular activities. I worked. I did not go into any clubs, nothing. Mm-hmm. Did not get a caught up in drama, nothing. Why? Because I learned during the summer before I went to that school is I sat down in my room in Kelowna at the time. Kelowna. Yeah, I was in Kelowna. Kelowna. Yeah, I was in Kelowna. <laughs> um, I sat down in my room in Kelowna at the time and I did the math. A minimum wage job, when you leave high school, would put you, even if you work every day at a minimum wage job, no tips, no nothing, just a minimum wage job, you would not be able to pay for tuition and live from doing that. You're not. It's just not possible. Mm -hmm. And then I did that math at the time. Minimum wage was like $11.50. I did all that math. And I recognized, wait a second, if I go to high school, and my parents don't pay for university. Immigrating is tough. So I was like, oh, can my parents still pay for university? Um, if my parents don't pay for it, and if I'm just on my own, mm-hmm. I have to take on debt. Yeah. And that woke me up big time. And I started to recognize in retrospect that all this talk about girls, all this prom talk, all these nonsensical things that I cared about in Jamaica really had nothing to do with real life. And that real life was very, very serious. Mm-hmm. And so what happened the second time around in high school, I was very profit focused. I needed to figure out how can I get an asset? How can I get, um, I'll get rid of my liabilities. So I was 17 at the time and I was there thinking, what can I do? So during high school, I bought into my first company um, back in Jamaica. Very interesting time. I did sales. Uh, one of the coolest experiences I remember my one time in high school, um, 
I made like a thousand bucks in like three days. Doing what? Uh, I owned a graphic design company in Jamaica. It's a pretty standard operation. Okay. So we charged the client three grand to make, you know, those real estate signs that they put outside, all that stuff. Yeah. So my client did, did my, my partner in Jamaica did the design. Mm-hmm. I did the sales. Um, I collected about a grand five. And at the time, I didn't even have enough money to get like, because you need to pay for the signs before someone gives you money. Mm-hmm. So I had to actually bring in another guy into this project that I didn't even know. Was, I met him at a networking event. Yeah. Um, and he gave me $300 and said, are you going to give this back to me? I was like, yeah, man, don't worry. Um, it was a, it was like, at that time, 300 bucks, man, I was going to die. Mm-hmm. I was 17. I didn't have anyone to back me up. $300 is a lot of money. Uh, and I ended up making a grand in high school, three days. And that's when I was hooked. I was like, holy snap. All right, cool. This makes sense. I can do this. And so my time in high school was spent networking. Like I was, luckily, uh, you guys don't know, I'm Jamaican. Um, Like I didn't age. When I turned 17, I've looked the same, more or less, um, (laughs) for the last five, seven, a long time, last years. Um, So I I was looking like I was 21 before while I was 17. So when I went to these networking events, no one knew my age. Um, so yeah, my perspective on high school, um, immediately and very, um, actually I lived two separate lives. I had one where I had carefree, yeah. amazing time. And then I had one where I had almost a visceral reaction to the real world. Yeah. Considering that there are bills, there's everything in life. And I had zero assets, zero money. And that's the thought that I would have no safety net and no one's coming to rescue me in a new country, um, turned me towards trying to make a name and a future for myself. So my last, so I, I was supposed to stay two years in high school, but um, I ended up spending one year and a half. I wish I stayed longer. Um, I graduated 18, um, new usual time. Um, yeah, so I got a scholarship. Didn't I do, So I didn't do cross country because I knew. So I had pretty, pretty much good awareness when I was in high school. Um, I knew that like I wouldn't be fast enough to make a national team in like at this high school, I wouldn't be fast or good enough at volleyball to be the top dude. So I, I punted all of that. I was like, no, um, I'm just going to do this. But that being said, I did some entrepreneurial stuff, did more clients, stuff like that. And so when I graduated high school, I got an entrepreneurial scholarship to McGill. Um, so again, let's talk about school and university because that's where we're all at. So that's kind of like my background of high school. Yeah. And in university, I kind of ended up two places again, which changed my perspective on school once again. I ended up at McGill University, and then I ended up at Simon Fraser University. Yeah. Which one do you want to hear about first? Let's let's go in <laughs> chronological <laughs> order. Uh, of course, yeah. So, um, following the scholarship that I got um, and a very horrendous heartbreak, I continued reading books, and I ended up in McGill at my own apartment. Again, now life is hitting me. Um, the companies I mentioned in high school continued to grow and provided me money, which I learned a lot about finances and time management and stuff like that because I bought pizza. Like I like I didn't like there's groceries, but I bought pizza, guys. Yeah. I would make a sale because the East Coast and the West Coast is on different times. They're about mm-hmm. three hours ahead. I'd go to class, come back, make a sale, get five hundred bucks, buy a pizza. I was like, <laughs> yes. Right. And then on top of that, I was doing all these classes. So McGill, again, McGill is, you know, the time was like top three in Canada or whatever. Um, again, it reminded me of my time in Jamaica where everyone was smart, mm-hmm. but it's all about what else can you yeah. do. Right. So there's times where like, you know, instruments, 
people, I've recognized that people with high uh, IQs play instruments. Yeah. Like it's just a given. Like I didn't know this yeah. until one day I'm at McGill and I had a posse. So at school in McGill, I was like, you know what? Let me open up myself to that Jamaican environment, that networking. Let's see who's here at the top of the top. Mm-hmm. There's some amazing people. I met a guy who speaks 10 languages. Wow. And, you know, one of the things about the best time I remember McGill, you know, I used to sleep at my friend's dorm. We used to stay up late studying, doing the assignments. Um, it was really interesting. I, so I had my own apartment, but oftentimes I used to stay on campus. Um, but very interesting time. One of the coolest stories I might share before um, I transitioned to Simon Fraser is like one day, uh, there's about seven of us. There's Lou, there's Omri, there's Teresa, there's, there's, there's um, Jair. Speaks a bunch of languages. That guy is really good at math as well. Like, like insanely good at math. Like matrices on me. Like he could solve one of those huge equations. This guy's just genius, but he's a good dude. Um, but yeah, let me go into it just a bit here. Um, so one day I bring a guitar. No, a guitar was brought to just a common area uh-huh. at our school in McGill. Where these um, is near the Red Path building. If anyone goes to McGill, um, and they passed around the guitar. I was like, you know, I'll take the guitar. I was like, oh, I thought I was cool. Yeah. I was like, I'm going to borrow the guitar. That's what I said. I'm going to borrow the guitar. I'm going to play a little thing. Yeah. Right? Obviously, you know, I learned like two, two chord, you know, two yeah. songs yep. on just the guitar just in case. The yeah. Two you know, I learned one thing, you know, it's pretty good. Like I learned <laughs> one thing is good. Yeah. Right. I played my thing. It sounds pretty complex. I kid you not. The rest of my friends in this group is like, let me this Gary. He plays this amazing symphony of sounds, <laughs> plays like Mozart. The next guy's like, oh, let me let me try. And he plays it off like he doesn't know. He takes the guitar, starts playing bar chords, and he's like shredding. And that's when I recognized, like, that was just truly amazing. Like, it felt like almost as among, like, my people. Like, you're telling me all of you guys just managed to <laughs> learn the guitar along the way? Um, truly felt amazing. So that was back of the McGill experience. Really taught me a lot about finances and life. It was really amazing because um, I was living on my own, which meant I had to do my own laundry. There was no laundromat in my apartment. The East is pretty different like that. Um, some some places, there's really nice places. Some mine wasn't super nice, but it was okay. Mm-hmm. I remember having to run out of my apartment in the snow, go to the laundromat, bring my whole luggage back. But it was amazing. That being said, um, that was my time in McGill. It was about a year. It was an amazing time because I was truly able just to network, have friends, made lifelong friends. Have amazing memories in the Trottier building. Um, really interesting stuff. So what happened was when I moved to Simon Fraser University, my company, the art company that I started um, back in high school, started to do better. It was becoming harder to run from halfway across the world. Mm-hmm. Um, and during that time, I, during that time in university, I decided I was, I'd stop being a doctor. I went to McGill to be a doctor, by the way, <laughs> just so you know. Uh, while 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 um, while I was doing all this art company stuff and business things. But somewhere in McGill, I dropped all of my courses, and that's a story for another time, and became uh, full-on entrepreneurship. Anyway, so when I came to Simon Fraser University, my mindset shifted because I only came to Simon Fraser to run my art company closer to home Mm -hmm. and fulfill my parental requirements of getting a degree. That was the only reason why I came. So my shift and focus in school went from a place to enjoy myself because, like, it's a totally different client Right. I was like, oh, man, I got to come to these guys. Right. Um, I came here um, just because I wanted to run the company. And so my focus during the university was, you know, I'm just going to run the company. Um, no one knew that I was in school. 
was just running the company. Nothing, nothing could have stopped me from running the company. Mm-hmm. It was only now into my last, last year that I saw so many resources, just like free funding. Who's giving away free money? Every company I've had so far, I had to work to get the money. And in university, they got tools, they got funding, they got yeah. money. And I'm like, holy stuff, you're giving away $50,000 for an idea? Exactly. Like, really? Mm-hmm. I have an idea. <laughs> I'll take your money. So I, I'm right, I'm running the same path here with Shay. I may have gotten a lot a longer way to get there, but I'm right with Shay here, looking at school as a resource. Yeah. Um, an opportunity. Cool thing is actually I'm going to launch an application to help people find seats at campus. Wow. Yeah, that's pretty chills. That's anyway, cool. um, that is just a bit about us or background on yeah. school. I think it's really interesting because I feel like you got pushed into learning about adulthood and the cost of life pretty early on in your life. Yeah, you know, cost of life. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Man, guys, listen, if your parents are paying for everything, be so grateful. Mm-hmm. And like, it takes a lot to, it takes a lot, it takes a lot to live. You know, it, like carving and building out a life for yourself takes a lot. And you have to have the courage to do that. And I learned about it fast, which is why I'm so profit focused, because the whole world runs in this thing called coins. You have enough coins, they let you travel any place. That's what they ask for. Mm-hmm. You know, a plane ticket, coins. That's what you need, coins. You need money. Um, but yeah, man, looking forward to sharing more life with you guys. Exactly. Um, but yeah, let's end this episode now. It's a bit longer. It's about 22 minutes. Um, but now you know a bit about us. Mm-hmm. And how we think of school. I think we're on the same boat. I like to think of it like an all expenses paid cruise ship. Oh, yeah. That's what school is basically like. You're paying thousands of dollars to be here. So you might as well take advantage of all the resources that are available to you. Never thought about it like that before. Mm-hmm. All expense paid cruise ship. Huh. You know what, guys? I have thoughts on that. But uh, (laughs) (laughs) really, you're telling me you got to pay to come on the cruise ship? (laughs) You got to pay to come on the cruise ship and actually, like, come on. Anyway, guys, until next time, my name is Gary Parker. And I'm Shay Hayashi. And this is Actio. Actio.